0: What's Hapalachian? Going back to your hometown,
1: everybody's like, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Yeah, you are not going to talk to you. And so it's just, uh, it's a special place, man. West Virginia is a little place with a big heart, for sure.
0: Welcome back to What's Hapalachian? This is Gabe Ralph with Cody Greathouse. And it's great to have you guys back uh, this this week. Uh, yeah, we got a, a another pretty fun episode w- uh, for you guys this week. So uh, I think we're gonna start it out with a good old fashioned uh, what grinds my beard,
2: dude. I'll tell you, one of our one of our uh, listeners um, from southwestern Virginia had reached out to me uh, on on social media, and you know, do you remember back decades, centuries ago? Um, whenever we were hunting for Christmas trees
0: you mean like a month ago <laughs>
2: yeah December <laughs> um, so just just talking with with this person um, <clears throat> about you know I don't know how it got how it happened but we we kind of got on the topic of the Christmas tree shortage and yeah, wh-
0: which we experienced we didn't know it was that difficult to find a Christmas tree yeah. <laughs> um and live yeah and he was just
2: like dude like I'll I'll private message you this is my take on it this is uh blah 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 I was like all right uh just just shoot me a private message um and we'll go from
0: there it's a, i mean I just assumed that it was just chalked up to like oh it's 2020 everything else is going wrong like <laughs> <laughs> might as well throw in a christmas tree shortage might because as well.
2: why not but it really wasn't a christmas tree shortage oh Oh. Um, I think that, uh, from, from what this person, um, got with me on, on, on our social media said there's a lot of not so wealthy people that are land rich is what he said. They have tons of land in their area, of Virginia, in their area of Southwest Virginia, um, and he said, it seems to me that they're taking advantage of uh, good people of Appalachia. He said $150 to $200 per acre a year. A year? For, for so a lease. Then, okay,
0: okay. So, how many trees can they fit in an acre? So,
2: he told me probably 1,000 to 1,400 trees in an acre. And
0: you're about, let's say, low end, you're paying 25, 30 bucks per tree. Yeah. So, yet again, people of Appalachia are being exploited by an industry
2: kind of an industry, but it's, like, landowners. Like, I, I would say, you're, you're, I mean, to me, you're kind of exploiting your own state. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, it, I mean well, it's, you're talking it's still, private. So,
0: um, yeah, I know they're private, like, landowners and stuff, but they're leasing for for pennies on something that someone's making. Well, that's true, yeah. You know, tens of thousands of dollars on. That's around, true. Yeah. Per acre. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's what grinds
2: on beer tonight, is, is the fact yeah. that... Um, Dude, we we were standing like, you know, for years now. We we've gone as families to, to get Christmas trees. Yeah, and the local one shut down. Yeah. Um, and we were forced to go to
0: Rural King. Yeah. <laughs> and buy one of the middle <laughs> That was our last, lot. Resort, Dude, yeah. last resort. Dude, um, last resort. And this was like early December. Yeah. It wasn't even like it was like right before Christmas. Exactly. It was well, normal Christmas tree buying season. Yeah. Um
2: But I think that's what grinds my beard tonight is the fact that, you know, there, there's some shady business going on, whether it's Christmas tree business or yeah, business
0: business. Yeah, it's it's crazy how that's all relative.
2: It really is, and it leads me into our next point. Um, I, I want to give the shout out to the newly found followers that we've gotten.
0: Oh yeah, man.
2: Um, with 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 you guys listening to us. Yeah, via Reddit, via Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, guys. The, the, the amount of downloads that, that we have gotten at What's Appalachian in, in the past week has been absolutely mind-blowing. What, what started as Gabe and I sitting down uh, over a couple
0: beers. Yeah, just hanging out doing what we do on a normal Saturday evening at our house. Yeah, with our families
2: um, and just discussing a podcast and discussing small-town stuff. I am I'm, I'm completely speechless. Uh, I woke up the next morning after posting to a couple subreddits. Um, and, you know, my inbox was blown up with the support of people from Virginia, Kentucky, Kentucky Pennsylvania, New York, Georgia, South Carolina. I, guys, the, the outreach that we've had from one post um, has boosted our listeners 200%. Literally 200%. And it's just, it, it's, you know, we are like you all. Um, you guys are so, uh, it, it was hard for me to respond to everybody because every comment, every message sent to me and, and, and Gabe, um, it was so meaningful because, yeah. you know, you hear our story, and, and it's not only our story. You're hearing other business owners' stories. and, yeah, and I think people back, of Appalachia. Yeah, yeah and, and I think back to the people we've interviewed, um, like Larry and Candace from River Roasters, like put their house up for sale to follow a dream of theirs yeah um like this is Appalachia guys this is you guys are your stories your small towns you your experiences you guys are the ones that that you are the reason behind this I I suppose we we just thought when we started this it was just going to be an outreach of Point Pleasant and it was going to be small and we were going to have
0: fun with it and now it's taken this turn to where we're hitting 35 states Yeah. about six yeah. countries we're, we're and guys I, and I'm like ex West Virginia expats Appalachian expats i think they're just genuinely enjoying hearing what's going on back home that's yeah. not in the news which is typically negative this is just real I guess it It is uh, on on the good stuff that's actually happening and and
2: the cool thing that's come from this from all the reddit messages from all the instagram messages from everything that we've gotten I'm so pumped to be able to tell you guys that you know Gabe and I at this point are looking up um you know a, a way to do podcast mobily yeah uh to travel to your hometowns we, you know, we want to travel to your hometowns. We want to see your hometowns. We want to see the uh, you know the things that there they're, you guys are sending us and, and yeah, the, the things that make your corner of Appalachia cool, special. Yeah and, and, and we are. Uh, we plan on taking our families with us and we're gonna head to your corners, whether it's Southwest Virginia, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Georgia, wherever it was that you reached out to us from. Uh, I wanna hit those yeah, this summer. Yeah. As and, many as we can. And we've created a list of, of the areas that you've sent. Um so guys, thank you so much for the outpouring support. Yeah. Uh, it means more than more than what you would know for two guys, two average guys to just be sitting here just hang literally just hanging out and doing Cody's what basement. we Yeah. Um it, it means the world to, yeah. to me and, and to Gabe and
0: well, it, it just it just kind of reinforces just how special and Unknowingly tight-knit Appalachia is, I mean, if someone in Appalachia is trying to do something that's that that has good merit, I mean, everybody jumps on board and just really wants them to succeed. I mean, yeah, there's some naysayers and whatnot there and there, but but overall, like like the, the greatest Appalachian value of any Appalachian is just wanting to help your fellow Appalachian. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> I don't know if I said Appalachian enough there, but yeah, <laughs> but.
2: Uh, that that kind of takes us into tonight's episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, tonight you'll yeah. be you'll be meeting uh, Phil
2: Bowen, fantastic musician, very very good musician who's been at the game since he was four years old. You guys will be hearing about that here shortly in the upcoming interview. So guys, without further ado, uh, I'm I'm excited to bring on Phil. Um, without a doubt. Hopefully you guys can sit back, relax, and listen to uh, Phil Bowen do his thing. We're here, uh, Cody and Gabriel here with uh, Philip Bowen. Phil, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good. How are y'all?
2: Doing good, fine. Man. Doing good. fine. <laughs> uh, you know, just so you guys know, Philip uh, is 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 from Montgomery, West Virginia. Um, it's it's funny how I ran into Phil. Was uh, I, I was scrolling late one night through Reddit, uh, saw an almost heaven banner in the background and a, and a West Virginia hat, and I knew I had to stop and listen for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> guys, I'm excited for this one. That this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us tonight man of
0: course yeah happy to be here man i'm excited to talk to you guys yeah, say, uh obviously cody introduced me to like the work that you do on that fiddle man and yeah. man you, you, you catch those strings on fire <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's awesome it's I, awesome I, I
1: th- i've been playing i've been playing the fiddle since i was like four four or five really? yeah like my i was watching sesame street or something and my somebody was playing the violin and I like started bugging my mom. I was like, I really want to play that. And so there was a little college in Montgomery called West Virginia tech and I had a music, a music professor there. And so she took me for lessons and I just, I mean, I've loved it like ever since. And I used to go to the the Vandalia gathering fiddle fest, like a, like a bluegrass festival in Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Vandalia days. So great. Grew up going to that. So it's been, that thing's like my right hand.
2: Dude, I'm, sure. I'm telling you, man, uh it's <laughs> funny just in terms of you know, how small of a world it is. You know, yeah. my grandma used to take me to Vandalia Days at the Capitol, uh, every year, man. She square danced. Love um, it. So, it. Um, <laughs> you know, she would go there and square dance and, and she would just give me free reign, man. Like I would That's just run around and and just see everybody, you know, playing playing music. Just it, it was so chill and laid back. It was just a big festival of just celebrating yeah. west virginia you know what i mean
1: it's awesome man like I mean, so many people are just like sitting around in these little circles like jamming Dude, you know, my, jamming. my dad would Dude. just walk me up to people he'd be like hey see if you can play what they're playing i'm like uh, okay so like and people are just so <laughs> welcoming and that like helped me get really good at like playing by ear and stuff too so yeah anyways it's a, it's a really cool thing it's awesome so is that yeah.
2: how you taught yourself was just playing by ear i mean i know you said you you hit up uh tech there yeah for some lessons but i mean was yeah, a lot of out, by uh, ear
1: Shout out to Dr. Meyer. Yeah, I took, I, took, mm-hmm. uh, I took lessons my whole life. I was doing lessons, yeah. you know, all the way through the end of college. So, like, okay. like, that violin paid for, like, half of my college. You know, I, I minored in music. Yeah, and then, okay. So, like, lessons are very important. But then how I got really good at playing by ear, you know, some of it is, like, ability that you, you can kind of hear music and It's just like a language. Maybe it makes more right. sense to
0: you. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I used to love, like, you know, when I would, like, uh, I'd, like, put on the radio or my iPod or something and put it on shuffle. And I would just see mm-hmm. how long it would take me to play like what I was hearing. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. And then like that helps you get really good at like figuring out, okay, what are the chords and the keys and all that stuff? And then, you know, you kind of groove with it.
0: Yeah.
2: So, so I mean, playing since four years old, man, yeah. you, you've had a ton of experience getting around the older folks. I mean, was there, other than, other than your, your, your uh, tutor there at, at Tech, I mean, was there any, you know, older people from different generations that kind of influenced you a little bit more, maybe that you met at Vandalia mm-hmm. Days or something like that?
1: Yeah, there's a there's this really old uh, fiddler who is like a legend. His name is I think it's Woody Simmons. Um, and my, there's a picture my mom has like framed in our house. That's like from the newspaper. It's me and him up on the stage at Vandalia. And yeah. I'm like maybe I'm real little, and he's like leaning down giving me advice. And so I would see him there every year, and he was always so kind. And I, I like I always like not just him but like all the older musicians these old guys that would be like my grandpa's age and then yeah, they're yeah. just like rocking out so and That's then I, awesome. I uh i grew up like playing a lot like um like my dad did the music at our church growing up mm-hmm. and so like you know get, get that special music man you know so like you're getting involved at church like which is great experience because you're up on stage in front of people too yeah yeah know? without a doubt it just helps you kind of get used to playing in front of people and talking in front of people and stuff like that so that like probably a mix of all that kind of stuff you know
0: yeah definitely yes. definitely dude man that's really cool <laughs> i know i know um so so um i know you said that uh well you're, you're from montgomery but yep. you're kind of a western expat currently yeah, yeah living up in uh, just around the detroit area right yep
1: yeah, that's where i am yeah. right now yep
0: nice so so work took you up there or uh just yeah, career, work. or
1: Yeah. Work kind of career thing. Like I was working at, I went to college in like grad school in Tampa. And Mm so loved, I loved living in Florida. Like it was great. I mean, of course the weather's, it's hot in the summer, but it's really nice. And then the company I was working for was kind of getting sold. And Mm -hmm. so like through like a couple of series of events, I got an offer to come up here to Michigan. My wife's from this area. And so we said, let's go up there for five or six years. Well, you know, nothing's permanent. We'll try it out. It's a great job. So you know, and then, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a long way to get to like kind of what I'm doing now because I, I love the work I do in my day job, but, mm-hmm. like, music has taken off so much. Yeah. Like, you know, that's my real passion. So, i put yeah. it off for too long. You know, you get married, you have kids, which is all wonderful stuff. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, you're doing that kind of, like, uh, the practical side of things. You know, you're like, I got to get my job, my health insurance. Exactly. And stuff. You know, so... It's the right time though. It's, it's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so for our listeners, uh, I'd mentioned the, the idea of, um, of Reddit, which is, yeah. I, you know, when people ask me what Reddit is, I always have to define it as like just a hodgepodge of literally anything you want to be a part of. I, yeah. So, I mean, what, I mean, what would you think?
1: It's literally like, so I only joined Reddit like just over a year ago and my mm-hmm. brother, my brother, Patrick, He's a couple years younger than me. He, he'd been on it for a while for like sports and stuff. And he was telling me like, there's literally a sub community. They call them subreddits. Yeah. So like, yeah. Literally anything you could imagine. Like if you're, if you want a subreddit for Tudor's Biscuit World, I guarantee you. It <laughs> I guarantee you. Know, I have looked that up. I guarantee cool. <laughs> you want to talk about the Mary B, you can do it. Like, so yeah. like, I like, so like I was like, oh, this is super cool. So of course I, I love sports. So I like started joining it for that. And that's kind of like how I fell into doing the music on there because I noticed that you know i noticed that like they had opened up the streaming service so that's yeah. kind of how i got to, to do that
2: yeah so um i had mentioned the whole idea that you know i was i was laying in bed one night wife and baby were asleep i was just mindlessly scrolling through reddit as i usually do before i <laughs> yep. fall asleep yeah yeah uh and, and i noticed phil just you know going to town on this fiddle and and you know, giving it hell. And I was just like, I got to pop a headphone in and listen to this man. And and I'm telling you like this man and and, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be pumping you out throughout the week and stuff like that (laughs) to our followers. Uh, You guys will soon see um, what this man does on the fiddle. It is like pure magic.
0: I think the first thing that I saw, like he, uh, Cody actually sent me, uh, I think it was a TikTok video that you did like a duet with uh, some DJ. Yeah. 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 (laughs) uh, build me up buttercup yeah, yeah. and I'm just like yeah, yeah. for like a week and a half straight like I'm just like why is this song just hitting me so heavy? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and my wife Alyssa she loves it too I'm just that's like awesome. this, is, this is awesome okay, and of all things and then I got, kind of got pulled into everything even like yeah. your singles on Spotify and stuff yeah and like, so like your songwriting skills are I mean to me like they're spot on but and they you. represent like I mean you're such a positive person i can tell just the way that yeah. you do your your live shows and just the way yeah. you carry yourself and stuff and that carries through your music so unbelievably well that makes me i mean happy. i don't even know how yeah, to thank
1: you yeah well, yeah no, no problem man i, I mean I, I appreciate that so much and i i really use um the violin and the fiddle as a conduit to get people into my music world you know because yeah. like And nothing like I play the guitar too, obviously, but like there's a million people on there that like they start their stream and they're like, you know, playing their acoustic guitar and singing or whatever. And that's great. But like, I was like, what do I do? That's like probably different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: so I started doing the fiddle stuff and then I would let the audience get real, real, real big. And then it got so big that I could not believe it. And then, you know, then I would like, then I just like, okay, yeah, I'll sing for you. And then I pull out, do an original, go back to the fiddle, do an original. And so then that kind of forced me to do like, it started getting so much traction. I was like, Oh man, I got to put some stuff on Spotify. I got to record. Like I, I got to get a microphone. At first I was just literally doing everything from my iPhone, no mic or anything. (laughs) So, you know, the good thing about growth like that happening very fast is that it forces you to learn new things. And like, you know, catch up. And I'm just like, all right, let's go. Let's just see what happens. So. Going with the flow,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I, you know, I, I think it was the very next day uh, I had tuned in again, or I'd seen you post on there and you're just like, you know, thanks for 120,000, 150,000 yeah. views. I'm like, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. that's just amazing. This guy is like, and it it just seemed, and which maybe I just came at the tail end of it, but it just seems so sudden. True, you know man. what I mean? That it was yeah. just like, all these people were like, philip bone fans like
1: on it it's crazy like like uh, the biggest stream i ever did on there was like in the summer of last year and it was like over a half a million views like in in one hour of music and like they're not all on there at once like so it'll show you how many people are watching concurrently Mm -hmm. but it was like five six thousand people concurrently for an hour straight so that's amazing you know and then you get the global reach too from all that stuff and so it's truly like blow me away And, and and like so many people with the songwriting stuff the the like the whole, um, like I write what I know, like I, I'm not, I don't try to be anybody else. And, yeah. and I'm like, you said, I, I really enjoy life. I love my family. I love home, which I always think of West Virginia as home. So like I, when I first started writing, I just wrote a lot about West Virginia and like missing, yeah. you know, Hey, I was born there. So I wrote a song about that. And then I wrote about the river That's my behind favorite. my house.
0: You yeah. Know? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, like that, look, born just, in West Virginia just know. hits me so hard, man. Oh, thank you, man. I've had a lot of
1: expats, 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 like tell me that, you know, like they feel yeah. that, you know, so. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: like the first time I heard, I mean, hell, I'm still living here, but I'm just like, man, because like, I mean, I did live elsewhere for a while and whatnot, yeah. but like when I heard that, I'm like, yes, yes. It's a special place, man. Like, I mean, yeah. it.
1: There, West Virginia has such, and Appalachia, like all the region, mm-hmm. there's such a sense of place there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Midwest, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Like, nothing, you know, no offense to anybody in the Midwest, but like, it's all like it's flat and it runs together. At least where I'm at, it, yeah. like runs together. Yeah. No,
2: you're right. Yeah. The,
1: the culture is just so different. And there's really kind and good people here, but it's just so different than like going back to your hometown. Everybody's like, hey, buddy, what's going on, man? Yeah. You yeah. Come on to you. And so it's just, uh, it's a special place, man. West Virginia is a little place with a big heart for sure.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, 100%. you think about where you grew up in Montgomery. My wife graduated from uh, from Bridgemont there yeah. the dental school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, like, and I've been to Montgomery quite a bit, man. It's such a quaint little little town, man. Yeah, yeah, Top-notch it. Mexican restaurant, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm just telling the, um, you, dude. The, the you can't beat
1: it. Good. My favorite, like, Frank's, shout out to Frank's Pizza. You know, Frank's yes. Pizza is a bomb. <laughs> yes, I love. dude.
2: I'm, I'm telling you, my I wife like, was down here right now. You guys could talk for hours, I guarantee I, it. I know,
1: man. Yeah, like, what? What's, for a little tiny town, like, there's a surprisingly good amount of, like, you know, the Chinese food there is in the town is great. The Mexican restaurant yeah. is great. Frank's, of
2: course, is just bomb. It's so good. It is. Tut- I agree.
1: Tudor's is right down the road. You can't miss. Burger Cart, shout out all of them. You know, they're all good. Definitely, <laughs> definitely,
0: dude. Let's, let's just post them all out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. So, so like... I mean I left West Virginia I came back I mean yep. I know you got a like yep. a, a tight hold on on your heart for West Virginia like yeah. and I know people feel about that they feel that way across Appalachia like what do you yeah. what, what do you think that connection is to Appalachia that really just pulls people back home or, or just is always tugging on those heartstrings
1: I I think that it's just a general like you know, when you go live somewhere else, like, like for example, everybody here where I live in the Detroit area, it's just like, it feels like everybody's in a hurry all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and like, it's very, like I said, there's lots of friendly people and it's people have their close circles, but it's, it's different. Like in Appalachia, there's such a sense of community, you know, and like Mm. where I grew up in this little small town, I had both sets of my grandparents within one block on the other side. I could walk to their house, you know, like we had like fam, my my mom's side of the family is all Lebanese. And so like, they're, they're close anyway, because of culture. And so you got these like Lebanese people with Southern accents. And then my dad's side of the family, (laughs) you know, just a very, very tight, like family unit. And so, you know, I mean, they're just like, I don't know, it's, it's such a small place, but there's so many people like, you know, that, that hold holds so close to it, because it it is so special. And I think it's just something about when you're I mean, listen, West Virginia has its problems like everywhere else. Like it's, yeah, not perfect. For sure. it's not perfect, but it definitely, it just, it's comfortable and it's home. It just feels mm-hmm. home. You know, when you're there, yeah. like you can't help but relax sometimes,
2: you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, Agreed.
2: dude, out of a lot of the guests that we've had just in terms of talking about Appalachia, West Virginia, things like that, it's always yeah. a reoccurring theme of the people here, man. Um, yeah. And I don't want it to sound cliche because, you know. You always hear like, oh, well, the people are really nice, but like, there are genuinely good people here.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: Uh, and that's always a reoccurring theme um, through a lot of the
0: interviews that we've done up to this point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, personally for me, I mean that that's a huge factor as to why I came back. Yeah. Just the yeah. people.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I like we 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 come every like every summer. So my parents have like, um, so the, the Arabic name for grandma and grandpa is city and Jiddy. All right. So my, okay. all, all the grand so my sister and her uh, husband have three kids, little kids, and we have three like seven, four and one. And right. so every summer, my parents have like, uh, like a summer camp at their house, like for all the grandkids. And so we go oh, there for man. a week or two and we're just out on the river every day I and mean, we never really leave the house. We're just like, yeah. the kids are playing outside, having a great time. We go up in the mountains and stuff. And um you know it's just something like you said like when you're there the people like when you're there it's like it's just so warm and friendly like you know like you're confident if something happens like your neighbor's got your back or your buddy from elementary school would probably help you out if you needed to you know <laughs> yeah you're right so it's just it's uh it's special in that way and it's it's across the whole region like not just west virginia like that whole appalachia region
0: yeah it's
1: very similar yeah
0: definitely Reed, definitely percent 100 percent um so, uh I'm going to kind of take it back a little bit to the music part. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. I mean, obviously you're you're a hellacious fiddle player. Mm. Um so how did you get into guitar because I know you're a guitar player as well?
1: I got into guitar in college because mm-hmm. I went to something at the beach. I was like my freshman year of college and my buddy, uh shout out to Kevin uh, down in Clearwater, like he pulls out a guitar, like an acoustic guitar. And like, I mean, it was like, you know, the girls were just crawling out of the woodwork. He's sitting there playing the guitar on Clearwater <laughs> Beach. And I'm like, he's like singing a little bit. He's singing like a John Mayer song. And like, all these girls are just like swarming around. I'm like, hey man, like, let me, <laughs> let me get in on that. So and I, was, I also like love the idea of like, he's like, oh, I wrote a song. And like, you know, when I was writing songs, when I just played the fiddle, like I can, some people can't, I cannot play and play and the fiddle and sing at the same time. So mm-hmm um the idea that i wanted to be able to play like a rhythm instrument like that where i could sing with it you know so yeah. so um i just kind of picked it up from some friends that kind of show me what they're doing and my dad bought me a guitar that summer and i had like a dvd of this a cheesy yeah. girl with the ponytail show me how to play so i learned some chords i know what you're saying I yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> you know so and then i just started so I, from there took from, yeah it took me about like it took me like the violin stuff really helped what it took me like six seven months i really struggled like it was i was mm-hmm. like i don't know if this is going to work and then it just kind of started clicking so i went for it
2: yeah so you know when when you're looking at it, it it's so funny um i was telling somebody this today at work uh it's so funny how social media works and how uh you can literally make a connection at any given moment in your life you know what i mean yeah uh and you look yeah. at TikTok and the way it's growing man i know you're starting to you're starting to get mm-hmm. out there on TikTok yeah. and things yep. too um, doing collaborations with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. man, what, I mean, how has social media and like, you know, um, tick things like that. I mean, how that, how's that played a role uh, in your music career?
1: I mean, it's just, it's like, so <laughs> like the effect is so exponential because let me, I'll, I'll tell you, like, and this, these are not like monster numbers, but like one, literally no. one, like one year ago, like I got had maybe 150 followers on Instagram I had yeah. like a, a hundred YouTube subscribers and like, yes, like a couple of days ago I passed 5,000 on there. I've got almost 10,000 on Reddit, you know, yeah. and like a couple thousand on Spotify. And and that is literally all because like these shows that I'm doing, like there's no way to connect with people than there is like doing a live performance because people yeah. are like, like they're seeing you as a person, not just as an album cover or something like that, yeah. you know, they can yeah. relate to you. And so you can like, they get a sense of you and like what you're about. And so um, you know, like, social media has helped so much because, you know, the thing about uh, fans on Reddit is specifically, are they are super into whatever it is that they're following. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, you don't just have people that like your music, you have fans. And that's a difference. Like, mm-hmm. right? there's somebody that can like your tune, like like a tune or two, and that's something, that, and I like your music, but people right. that are fans will follow you. They'll stick with you. They'll share it with other people. They'll be yeah. there when the next release comes out. And so, like my whole goal is like to just try to grow something organically, like that really mattered, you know, for yeah. people that actually cared about what I was doing. And so social media helps because you connect with all those kind of like, you know, kindred spirits that like relate to who you are and what you're about. So yeah, yeah, it changed everything.
2: And I think I think too, you know, Phil, I know you, I know maybe you have thought this way before, maybe not, but you you think of the people that that your music is helping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh In terms of a therapeutic way, dude. I, yeah music just has a way of, of finding your soul some way or another. Uh, and and dude, anytime I I tune into one of your shows, um, you, it's kind of like Gabe hit on earlier, like your, your personality, Mm -hmm. your, your, the, it just radiates from you positivity. Um, and a lot of people get that dude. Um, you know, when you play and it, it seems really small, Uh, But a lot of small things stacked on top of each other equals a big outcome. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, the way you play, you're always smiling, uh, always interacting with people with a smile on your face. And it's like, you know, you you never know who is listening to your music and they're just like, just vibing with you. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that brings me so much. It honestly brings me so much joy because like, you know, after every now now when I do them, like they're, you know, they get pretty busy, you know? And so like I will always get messages afterwards and it honestly makes me want to cry when I get them. Cause it's so like, people are so, Oh, you know, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Or like, I'm sure y'all know people like I have family and some friend circles that have been like affected by all this opioid mess, like in yeah. W like, it's just, man, it's a, it's just a tragedy, man. And like, you know, people that are recovering from that are going through some stuff. And like, you know, like you said, music like hits a different string in you, and it, people mm-hmm. really relate to it. And so you know, that's why I have such a, a big focus on being, uh, you know, positive And like, you know, like I had a, somebody review my music from this blog in Australia. It's, it's just weird how it happens, you know. But this lady was like, oh my, she's like, you know, my my songs felt like a warm hug that you didn't know you needed. And that's like the best thing anybody's ever said to me. I was wow. like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree I want. with that's that. That's what I want. You know, like, yeah, definitely, <laughs> that makes me happy. Like, I know I'm ne- I'll never... I'm not Drake. I don't want to be Drake. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. great. Another, yeah. I love Drake, but, like, I have nothing. Like, like that's not my message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I just want to be me. And if I can make people happy and smile, like, that's even better.
0: Yeah. Well, you got two here. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You got two sitting right here in front of you. Yeah. That's what, I mean, you're talking about, like, your Spotify numbers and everything like that. Like, I was looking, yeah. at, and uh, Lightning Bugs has over 42,000 uh, streams. Crazy. I mean, I was just like, I mean, and you when did you record that and actually publish that on spotify
1: so i wrote that i was so the second time i was in west virginia we went we were we we're supposed to go this is going to be a very west virginia thing to say but this year we we're all going to go to myrtle beach we we're all going to go to yes. <laughs>
0: yes yes so we're
1: like man head down there to myrtle beach you know so we're gonna we're going down to myrtle but then like we canceled because of like you know just life covid whatever COVID, and so yeah, right let's just go back to my mom and dad's like the kids love it like it's what they don't know any better. It's, it's the boat it's the river so yeah. we one of my one of our favorite things to do like all the adults like when the kids go to bed like so my wife and i my brother and his girlfriend my brother-in-law and his wife came and so we do these like nighttime boat rides down the canala and so yeah. one, of, one of the coolest things is in the in the summer like it's a clear night. You can see all the stars. And then you look up on the side of the mountain and it's just glowing green from all the lightning bugs. It's just glowing yeah. green. And I've loved that my whole life. Yeah. And so like on the way back, like we were listening to like somebody's playlist and like this, some bands that I liked and some bands, my wife life were on. And I, I just like that came into my head. I was like, Oh, you know, she likes this. I like that. She likes this. I like that. We're very different, but we both love this, you know? Yeah. And so when I was driving on the drive back, like I'm, I would, we were like getting gas and like, it just, I was like, Oh, she likes Nate Drake and I like the milk carton kids. And I was like, Oh, so like I pulled I do this all, I like got a voice memo. I sang the yeah. verse, you know, gibberish mostly into my phone. I got home and like the next day I wrote it in like 15 minutes. I mean, it was, the, it was all right there. It was <laughs> yeah. just, I just had to get it out and yeah. I recorded it the next week in my basement, you know, in my little studio. Cause I, yeah, this is before I had been in a professional studio. And so, um, man, that just took off. Like, it's so crazy. And like, like it got Shazamed yesterday in Australia. And I'm like, how did that even happen? I don't know. My like, it's gosh. just, that's you know, cool. like it's so wild, but anyway, that, that's a long answer to your question, but that's kind of how that no, that's love how the song like came to be. And I was just like, I just want to write it and get it out there. And so I did yeah. all the yeah. parts. Like I did the fiddle parts and the guitar and the harmony and the vocal it took me uh, like a couple hours to record everything and stitch it together, and then I put it out there, and I just can't believe it. Like it's crazy,
2: dude. You know, I, I love I love hearing that story. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was awesome. That's it. And like the the album cover that you see on Spotify is yeah. a picture is a picture that we took that night from the boat, like by oh the islands in the river, like because it was so clear and so like my brother-in-law and his wife John, they're John and Lexi they live locally here and they're amazing graphic designers they do all like the album covers and stuff like that and so yeah. he's like he's like dude i'm just going to use that i'm going to use that picture and write that in the sky with this little neon script right. and so that's like that's like my little inside thing. Like that's that that picture album cover is from the night I wrote the song, or basically that what inspired the song.
2: And you know, a lot of your family that's had something really to do with that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, yeah I, totally. And that, that's pretty wholesome, dude. That's yeah. totally wholesome.
1: Yeah, it's a, um, very very America, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, it very, is very very. Um, <laughs> since we're on on your music right now too. Like, yeah. the, like the songs you have published on uh, Spotify. Another yeah. one that I really like is uh, Do It Again. And, yeah. I mean, we we got a basketball coach over here, Cody Coaches Basketball. And I know nice. that you, you kind of base that on uh, a little bit on old Bob Huggins. Huggy Bear. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about that too, dude.
1: So I was at a game. Um, they, this was like, I don't know, this was the year they went to the Final Four. Yeah. And I was at a game in Morgantown. And they were losing all it was, you know, how, especially you you relate to this, like you're watching them play and the whole game and we're like up on the nosebleed. I'm like, they're going to lose the game. They just, they just weren't doing much. Yep. And like they were like, so Deshaun like hits this game winning turnaround three pointer. Yeah. Everybody like went nuts. Like my best friend is like crying beside me. He's like, I needed this today. You know, it was just like <laughs> very emotional.
0: Yeah. And so
1: um, I remember that, you know, we, you know how you could stick around and like hugs would come out and talk to like Tony Creedy and, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. So like he's telling, and that's the first time I had heard him tell the story about the guy with the old pickup truck that didn't have a rear view mirror because in his like town or whatever. And he's like, and he'd always just say, like, we, we ain't going backwards. I don't need it. I don't need it. Right. So we're basically, we're not, you know, we're, we're moving on. And yeah. so, um, anyways, like that whole idea, I really love that. And so like, I've heard him tell it a million times since then. And that song, that story kind of inspired the idea, you know, behind the, uh, mm. behind the tune.
2: I'm telling you, man, love your vibes. Love your creativity, <laughs> Phil. Thanks. Um, Thanks. We have one important question for you before we wrap this thing up. Yes, please.
1: please we ask, ask all me. our guests, Fire away.
2: what does it mean to you mm. to be Appalachian? Oh, man. Yeah, it means, I know.
1: It means, um, it means kind of like what I'm about with the music that I'm trying to make in the sense of what I mean by that is that it means like, like the things that are important to you that hold value are what actually matters. So like people from Appalachia, typically, they typically hold dear their community, their home base, like their wife and their kids and their family and all that stuff. You're not everybody, but most people do. And so like what it means to be Appalachian is like carrying that, like, because I got, I, I mentioned this to you guys when we first were chatting like I've had an unbelievable amount of people tell me like they stop for the banner or the hat and they stay for the music and I'll have people send me tips or notes sometimes. And I'll be like, thank you so much for West. you know representing West Virginia, representing Appalachia. Like it's so cool. And like, I can't tell you like how much joy that brings me. That means more to me than almost any other compliment I get because it's like, Oh yeah, that's my people. You know, like, that's like, that's yeah, like, yeah. it just makes your heart warm. So yeah. that's, that's what it means to me.
2: I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. Philip. uh, <laughs> take a second dude give yourself a shout out with the yeah. tiktok everything like that let everybody know where they can find you at.
1: yeah all right you can you can find me out there on the internet i'm uh pretty much everywhere on social it's philip bowen music philip bowen music you can just put it in google i'll be out there uh same for like youtube and tiktok all that good stuff if you want to listen to my music it's pretty much everywhere you can get music you know itunes spotify title amazon whatever you can find it and then i have a uh I have a song coming out. I think in March, hopefully, like a new song called "Every Season." And there's a, there's like an acoustic demo of it on my YouTube channel, on my in my Instagram. So if you want to check that out, okay. you can. Um, I got some exciting things coming up that I'm really excited about that I can't really mention, but. It's gonna be a good year, I think. So great, yeah. Good to hear, come man. Come say, come say, hey. I'll promise I'll respond. Come say, hey, well,
2: dude. I'm always on you know, the Reddit stream, I'll so it. anytime you go live, you know, you you know, <laughs> Cody's sure. in there somewhere, lurking. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, C. Grizz. You know, C. Grizz is in there lurking somewhere. C.
1: Hey, yeah. Come, come say, hey, man. I'll be out there.
2: So I gotta ask too. <laughs> do you have the fiddle nearby?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's like fairly close by. I just have to get You're out good, of the case. You're good, dude. I don't
2: want to put you on the spot.
1: It's fine. I'll play. I will literally play whatever you want. Like you just tell me what you want to hear see i'm tune here close enough one second okay there you go all right yeah what do you want to hear you want to hear like country roads you want to hear
0: that that's cliche enough perfectly for us
2: yeah dude i'm, I'm down <laughs> so right, ladies go. and gentlemen uh phil bone on the on the fiddle. all
1: right country roads let's go
2: <laughs> dude that was awesome uh, cheers man. oh man. my gosh man cheers to you mm. anytime
1: man anytime
2: so phil thanks for joining us my man of course, of course. totally appreciate you uh you know you got two yeah. fans sitting right here in point mm-hmm. pleasant west virginia
1: thanks man oh so you guys are in point pleasant
2: yeah. yeah yeah Sweet, sweet
1: have you ever heard of the mothman i'm so am
2: sure you get never so here. who who's
0: <laughs> mr Why? man Well, that was uh that was a pretty fun interview, dude i had a blast yeah i know he philip's such a positive and good dude man yeah and i think listeners when you, when you
2: look up philip bowen or phil bowen look at the small things that that gabe and i had noticed or that i had yeah. noticed in his reddit streams or his, his his instagram streams or even on tiktok yeah yeah it, Look at his facial expressions.
0: Look at how he handles himself. It's in a positive manner, in a positive light. One hundred percent of the time, and it's just—it's contagious, man. And you know what? Like, West Virginia and Appalachia needs more of that. Yeah. Because there, there, there's so many folks that just kind of thrive on the de- defeat that yeah. Appalachians face. But like when you when you have a guy that's as talented and is as friendly as Phil come come through and they start making art that's that, that spreads literally <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. And, th- and they represent the state of West Virginia in such yeah, a positive and, manner. And I've always
2: been told misery loves
0: company. Yeah.
2: You know, but it's, but the thing is, on the flip side of that, positivity breeds more positivity. positivity. Yeah. It's all about yeah. who you surround yourself with, if you surround yourself with anyone at all. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I said, misery loves company, yeah. but positivity on the other side of things, on the flip side of things, is going to breed more positivity. Yeah. And Phil, I know you're listening to this episode. Uh, you you do more for Appalachia and West Virginia more than what you
0: more than what you know, man.
2: More than what you know. My hats off to you. And and I encourage everyone to go check Phil out on TikTok if you have TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram. Look this dude up. He's going to do great things. He's going to leave behind a legacy yeah, for Appalachia. Yeah. That that whether he goes, you know, whether it's to the next step or not, he's yeah. already left a legacy just, for just, Appalachia. Just every guy.
0: Just an average yep. guy. but and, and he acts as so. Oh, yeah, you 100%. Um, which, talking about all this positivity, um, leads us perfectly into uh, our most positive segment mm-hmm. of our uh, podcast. Drink to that. Okay. So, uh, you know, I only drink to what? I'm going to drink to today's inauguration. Today is the 20th of January. Okay. Um, not saying that. I'm on either which side of the political spectrum, but you no. know what? I mean, obviously there's been some crazy stuff go down in the past few weeks that it may or may not have put our democracy at risk, mm-hmm. um, or at least made it seem seem so. Yeah. Um, but today, still, um, after all the courts and states and everything certified results, the president was chosen, he was elected by the people, for the people, and everything carried on just as though... <laughs> You know what? There weren't fascists trying to tear us down. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know, I think, I think at the at the end of the day, it's um, things have been transferred, and and it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know, I know some people aren't happy, and you know,
0: it. And that's that's, the, that's their right. Exactly. You don't have to be happy. There's there's things in the elections that I haven't been happy about <laughs> in, in the past two four years I even midterm this past yeah
2: in this past year yeah. Know, uh, but at the end of the day. It was uh, the people spoke and the people got yeah, you know, and we're the still the United States of America
0: just like we were four years Key ago. Key is united. Yep. yep, and I and I hope people can kind of after the dust settles about all of this stuff, regardless of which side you're on, that we can just kind of take a step back and be like, you know what? Okay, like I'm on this side, that side, whatever, and just kind of find some common ground and let's let's get this stuff moving.
2: Yeah, I well, mean we
0: we we find that. At the local level, and there's no reason that local people can't find that when they think nationwide. Exactly. Dude, I'm going to throw you for a loop here on my drink to that. Oh, yeah? Well, what are you drinking to, Candy? I'm going to take a sip. Ooh. Oh, a sip.
2: <sighs> I'm going to take a sip. That I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to throw you off. This is left field. But I'm telling you, I, read, I was reading some stuff today. Uh, and it's somebody that had a large impact on my life, and you're going to laugh when I say this. Um, but growing up, Mr. Rogers. I think oh, of Mr. Rogers I, in I times of... I will never laugh at Mr. Okay. Fred Rogers. He well, is a saint. I'm just telling you, it, it, it stuck with me for years since high school when I had read that... There's there's a quote that circulates when bad things happen
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: about looking for helpers. Yeah. And, you know, Fred Rogers had mentioned the the idea of, you know, when things go are dis, in disarray. Um, his mother always told him to look for the helpers, which is yeah. the silver lining. I think that has had such an impact on me within the last few weeks, and it, it was funny that it was just thrown at my lap today about um, Fred Rogers that that it just hit home with me. Yeah. To look for the helpers. Um, yeah. To look for. You know those that that are doing what they can to to raise awareness in a, in a positive light or do something positive for the community. Yeah. No matter the negativity, no matter, you know, what's crumbling around them. You you look at today's society. There's a lot, there's a lot that is wrong with our society. Yeah. And we can sit and discuss this all day, all night. There is a lot that's wrong with our society. There's a lot that is wrong with our country at times, but when you, when everything's reverted back, to fred rogers of look for the helpers there are a lot more helpers that are that are kind of left in the dark at times that we don't realize (laughs) um that that kind of throws a positive
0: spin on things i i'm you know what like we talking about that it reminds me there was a book that we bought for our little boy carson and it's called most people are good people and i mean it like that was a book that like when we kind of skim through it we're like oh man this is some this is some good stuff and yeah. like we read it to it the first time and like i'm like borderline in tears because we get caught up in all the negativity yeah but then you then then you realize that most people are good people and they want good for other people and then and, and my favorite page is you can take all the good people and line them up and they wrap around the world and up the tallest mountain and you take all the bad people and you could fit them into a single room big room but a single room and man that that ties in good and that's a book for kids and that's something that i'm gonna go home tonight and probably read that to carson before bed yeah i
2: think what 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 a what a life lesson Mm
0: -hmm.
2: what a life lesson what a lesson to teach our younger generation and we need to reinforce that dude yeah i think it needs to be I think it definitely needs to be reinforced. I think it's something that that needs to spread. Something that needs to be, um, you know, reinforced around the around the world. Yeah. Um. You you, the news, the media, everything is going to portray whatever is happening in their own point in their own point of view. Whatever that, sells that's, ads. That's what they're there for. But it is on ourselves as citizens within our country, within our you know, within this world, uh, to view things through our own lens. Yeah. And I think viewing things through your own lens, how you perceive things, dictates whether you are a positive person or a negative person.
0: 100%.
2: Um, So I challenge our listeners tonight, no matter the difficult times that we've gone through within the past year, within the beginning of this year, I ask you to sit back and think to yourself, who are the good people? Yeah, You know, who who are who are doing good things for you? I'm not talking politicians. No. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's someone that's concerned about you. Maybe it's somebody that... Maybe it's Joe down the street that it could be. helps neighbors out. It could be. But think of the good that people do. And maybe that in itself will allow you to escape the negativity that you live in Maybe it will help you escape the uh, drear and drab that you surround yourself with. Maybe it will allow you to escape some of the uh, dark sides of of life or dark sides of of what you're going through. Uh, Maybe it will let you get away from that. Yeah. So I challenge our listeners tonight, because we have grown in the last week, I challenge our listeners tonight to think of the good people Think of the people that are positive, no matter the situation.
0: Think of these people and and be there yeah, for just, a neighbor and just, for a friend. Yeah, yeah, just just take that positivity and and feed off of that and do what you need to do. Yeah. I guys, mean, to, to, be, to have your impact on, on your community, on your immediate surroundings. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters most. It does. Not what's going on across the TV screen. Exactly.
2: So, guys, tonight... Thank you very much for tuning in, ben, oh, Gabe and I. Thank you very much uh, for listening to Phil. The guy radiates positivity, and I hope Gabe and I do a decent job of doing the same thing. Regardless of your beliefs, regardless of where you live, regardless of uh, your take on us, I hope yeah. that because
0: if you disagree with us on stuff, like we still love you. Yeah,
2: and I hope at the end of the day, guys. My trademark quote at the end of the day. <laughs> you gonna get that tattooed. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope for a better tomorrow each and every day. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Hopefully next week we'll have one episode that is going to be just as good as this one. So, guys, thank you. This is Cody Greathouse along with Gabe Roush. We love you. Bless you.